word. I have nothing but nice things to say about the Jews. See, you lost. They're good people. They're good to me. (laughs) John Wayne. How is how is the sentence? There is something about the sentence "the Jews are good to me" that is somehow paradoxically anti-Semitic. Like I don't understand. It's a compliment. Welcome everyone to episode eighty-five of ninety-nine one hundred, the podcast counting up the top one hundred domestic grossing box office movies of nineteen ninety-nine. I am your back from hiatus host, Sparky Shelton. I'm Sparky's friend, Scott. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. We're back. We're back. We had an impromptu hiatus because somebody couldn't get their recording equipment to work. Uh, mm. I'm not going to say who it is. I was also sick. I was sick. You know? Yeah. What'd you have, Ryan? Yeah, what'd you have, Ryan? Uh, a non-COVID-related virus. <laughs> is that what they called it? <clears throat> that seems to be what Well, they- I mean... COVID's a virus, so it's another, <laughs> yeah, it's it's vi- another virus. <laughs> Fuck me. I don't know if you bu- bu- boys pay attention much to sports, but uh, they have specified now of, like, he is not going to – this player is not is too sick to play. He's not going to play. He has a non-COVID-19-related illness. They don't tell you what it is, but they're like, it's not COVID. We don't know if he's – There's still some pretty bad viruses that aren't COVID. Yeah, rhinovirus. He doesn't that was seem not so the bad. one I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Those are usually pretty fine. I mean, it sounds bad. Rhino, that's a big boy. Like, I don't want to get hippo virus. I think you guys should be laughing more at that joke. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> think all you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh how did you did you did you do any did you do anything while you were sick, Ryan? Uh, you have any fun stories? No, I just slept. Like I was a rock the, for like three days. Just, any good dreams? Yeah. Did you have meeting. any good dreams? No. Did I usually you, when I fall asleep, I try to try to enter a a, a space of nothingness. <clears throat> so how's that working out for you? Well, if I miss the door to nothingness, I just like have horrible nightmares. <coughs> and that's a fact. Oh boy. Hmm. <laughs> Is that okay? Are you are Oh yeah, it's like self-induced. It's like uh, sleep paralysis or some shit, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I do that. I try to do that all and the then, time. And then you see like scary people, but you're like, "Hang on, let's let's back out of this." You Is tr- that the nightmare or the nothingness? The, the nightmare. That's the nothingness. Absolutely. Yeah, no, oh. nothingness is cool. No, nothingness is just a white room, and I'm just the sleep paralysis nightmare is very cool, and I'm a huge fan of that. I oh. no, it sucks. You see, like like demons. Let, let yeah. the man. Let the man. It's speak. exhilarating. It's horrible. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have gathered here today at Cambridge Union to have a debate of the century. In the positive permission, in the positive position, is Mr. Scott G- William Roberts. Representing the pro sleep paralysis demon dreams in the in the antifirmatory is Ryan Edelstein, Mister 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 Roberts. Please make your case for why I think sleep paralysis is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was sort of the gimmick. Yeah, it's super cool. It's all scary and you know hallucinatory, and you know it's not real, but it feels so 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 real. And you can feel it in every every inch of your body. 
you're just getting shot with some sort of chemicals that your body doesn't usually uh, shoot throughout your body. And it's Scott's <laughs> the most yeah, exhilarating okay. feeling of all time. So Scott doesn't feel normal human emotions. I feel like maybe that's maybe that's a contributing factor of this is just you're feeling fear in a non-abstract way. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that you guys feel like pure fear all the time? <laughs> I mean, oh, sometimes. No. I don't enjoy that feeling. That would be a, like, debilitating. Dark. Huh? You guys afraid of the dark? I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of the light and what it can't hide. Wait, what? That's poetic. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an astronaut. Hey, Austin. I got my pals Austin and Dante in here. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> Oh, they can't hear you. Oh, that's they right. Yeah. <laughs> Our movie this week is the 1999 <laughs> classic, <laughs> Notting Hill. Uh, it's a, a romance movie. Um, I'd like to start off by taking roll call of who has seen this movie. I have seen this movie. Ryan, have you seen this movie? Yeah. As a matter of fact, the first time we went through this process, I was the only one who had seen this movie. And you're not the only one now, because I have definitely seen it. Um, but Scott, something's telling me Scott uh, Scott has a different vote. Um, no, I have seen the movie. Okay. Okay, great. Yep, do you want to kick? Page. Do you want to kick off the recap then? Um, no, you go ahead. No, it. You know, you're the you're the guest. Jordan normally is the one to do it. So, so. Sparky, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> he yeah, hasn't no, listened true. to any of the fucking episodes, Ryan. Jesus Christ. We were gonna, I don't believe you've seen this movie. We were going to hoodwink him. Well, it didn't work. Um, no, nah, you kick it off. Notting Hill follows Jude Law as he uh, as he makes his way through the through the uh, through the rope dope. I just want to say <laughs> I just want I just want to say Sparky, I love you. Thank uh, you gotta come thank back and visit us. Um, I don't know who the guy in the top is, but I love you too. That's Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Ah, he's Ryan. Tell yeah. Ah, it's a well, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> Classic. That's uh, ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, talk louder. That'll I would really. Hear. I will. I, I will. <laughs> I will come back and visit you, Austin um, Weber. Ryan, I, 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 uh, I, I'd like to get to know you someday. Sorry for that interruption. Go on. <laughs> a, br- a brush with fame, the 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 world famous Mr. Weber. Um, I bet him. <laughs> apparently, what was that? <laughs> oh my god! If you did, you didn't make a very good impression. Yeah, fair enough. He, well, Sparky was talking his ear off about cricket. Mm. Oh shit! That's right. Oh, he absolutely has met you. We were both. We were all there. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, hard to get a word in. Hard to get a word in with me talking about cricket and biking and. Anyway, the movie follows Jude Law as he as he ventures through the rope up world of 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 uh, London publishing. Um, he is he's down on the bottom. He's down on the bottom of the totem pole. And let me uh, let me correct you right there. You've said Jude Law every time. Are you fucking? Can hey Scott? Could you step out of the room for a second? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> you fucking oh. idiot. 
You dumb <laughs> asshole. You prick. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't you didn't cue me in. Oh yeah, I made no overtures to cue you in, dickless. <coughs> Bless you. I'm going dickless for Michael Chickless. <laughs> yeah, let's bring that back. <laughs> We're 85 weeks in. We might as well throw it in there. Anyway, all right, Scott, you can come back in now. How do we get Scott back in? What's that? Come back in. All right. Nice. Why did He's you back. walk? Why did you walk so far to open the door? <laughs> we couldn't uh, hear you walk. We couldn't hear that though. We just heard, heard the door closing. Did you amplify yeah. your your fucking footsteps? No. When I was leaving, I was crawling, and when I came back in, I was stomping. That tracks. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um. So Notting Hill, uh. Uh, is a movie set in the Notting Hill section of London and follows Jude Law, who's a, 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 a his cast into the rope it up world of British publishing, um, and it's a very it's a sink or swim kind of movie. Um, uh, <laughs> so I notice you keep winking every time you say <laughs> a thing. Oh. Uh, um, well, Ryan can pick it up from there. I've sort of let the let the ground. Wait, where were we? Uh, we we were we were well. I kind of just established that we're following Jude Law, rope it up world of British publishing. Was it really Jude Law in this movie? Yeah, <laughs> he looked different. I don't believe you've seen it, Scott. <laughs> I don't no, believe you've seen no, it. No, Scott has seen this movie. <laughs> Scott has seen this movie, Notting Hill, if starring it was Jude, Jude Law. Law. It was a huge transformation for Jude. Um, no, we're we're having a bit of fun here. I'm gonna take everybody behind the the um the, behind the hood behind the hood. Part the kimono. Um, that's probably not a great. That's probably not a reference that you should. That's probably not a. No, it's it's outdated. Yeah. Rather futile. Yeah. Um, we're we're having a bit of fun here on ninety nine one hundred. You know, we're eighty five weeks in. We need to spice it up. Um, something that Ryan and I know the listener might not is that uh, Scott is a compulsive liar, um, and oftentimes for no visible gain, uh, he will say that he has done something and then very clearly has not done that thing. Name five other times I've done that. Uh, no, I don't. And you can't include this time because it's not a lie. <laughs> Um, uh, No I don't answer to you Seems to me you're the liar here I don't answer to you you son of a bitch Um, So we were having a bit of fun We were pulling his rope We were pulling his leg um, And then his other leg And uh, Notting Hill Doesn't actually have Jude Law I knew it Yeah you got me You got me you foiled me Um, uh, The movie follows Hugh Grant as he makes his way right. through the rope it up world of British publishing, um, and uh, and uh, you know he uh, he's he's a single guy. He's living in Notting Hill. He's trying to he's trying to find his next big break. He thinks his roommate is this great literary star, um, though he's rough around the edges. Uh, what was his name? Oh, the guy Spike. From Wales? Yeah, Spike. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, I've uh, forgotten ninety percent of the details about this film. Uh, oh, so what good are you? Uh, I think we're on the same page here. Dead weight. <laughs> Am I going to have to carry this? Am I going to have to carry this entire podcast? No. Uh, um, 
so the the Hugh Grant character is just waiting for his big break, pretty much. Yeah, he's like and a literary. Spike. Yeah. Well, he owns a travel bookstore where they only sell books about travel, which I thought was a right. ridiculous premise. Well, it's an old movie. He's not actually in the rope world of British publishing. <laughs> pulling your leg again. And somehow, the person who saw the movie didn't pick which up one on us? it. Sorry, dude. <laughs> it's too subtle. <laughs> My brain's still clouded up from this rhinovirus. More like Ryan O virus. That's like a Irish talk show virus host. So what? Ryan O virus. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> like, uh, in those like a cool guy. Commercials. Yeah, I think you know, that was actually a, a, uh, Craig Ferguson's given name was Ryan O virus, and he changed it to be less um, foreign, uh, so mm. he could get that coveted late late show spot. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you think that show's ever gonna be good again? Who's on it now? Is that James Corden? That's the one, yeah. Oh, does Ferguson not have a show anymore? No, he hasn't had a show since like 2013. Oh, what year is it? We were in high school. 2014. We were in high school when he stopped having a show. I can't believe it's been a full year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't want to talk about the movie. Um, I feel well, like I do. can we just so it starts with Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, it doesn't start with it doesn't start with Hugh Grant. We don't see him until a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what? Go on. <laughs> go on. Yeah, so, no, you're you're driving this train, Scott. Um, well, it starts in the the Notting Hill area of London. Sure. Which is sort of uh, it's like a cutthroat kind of community. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's not, not a, it's not a place. There. Yeah. It's not a place you'd see a farmer's market. This is, these people have places to go, people to see. Right. So we start, <laughs> we start just with the Notting Hill kind of landscape and we get sure. kind of a feel for the community. Yeah. Can you describe it? Like paint a picture of what that Notting Hill looks like? Yeah. Like I said, it's cutthroat. Not everyone, you know, can, I meant like visually, like what that, that landscape looks like um you know a lot of apartments and houses and then but there, there's enough you know pastoral fields yeah yeah um and and then you know a solid network of roads <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's trash pickup there's sewers yeah the whole nine yards um uh, Ryan, did you want to pick it up? What Scott's description of Notting Hill or the plot of the film? The plot of the film, please God, the plot of the film. We're twenty minutes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're only we we've only gotten ten minutes into the movie maximum, I think, so far. Uh, yeah. So Julia Roberts walks in and she's like, "I want to buy this book about France," and he's like, "Maybe not France. What about this Egypt book?" Or I've made, I don't fucking know. Whatever. You got and, it. <clears throat> Seems and like then, someone didn't watch the movie. I got the gist. Did you Anyways, did you get the gist? Did you want to keep going and give us the gist? Well, it's a bit cloudy now. <laughs> Cuz I saw it a week ago. Hmm. Let me just say Julia Roberts was a gem in this movie. Yeah, she was yeah. really good. She was, she was so just good. A, yeah. a delight. 
she played with so much energy she was like so she lit up the screen from from moment one um just like you know a lot of a lot of actors i think would play this role reserved but she was just so cute and bubbly just from the jump and it's just the audience immediately falls in love with her so it's no wonder why the the hugh grant character um remind me of his name again uh tony bixton that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, it, you know what's so funny well, about that, Scott? It didn't sound right to me either, <laughs> but here we are. Um, Wait, actually? No fucking way. God damn anyway, it, it's Ryan. No wonder. What the fuck is wrong with you? Play along. You, you're selling it so well. Stop selling play it. This, play along. God damn it. I just wanted to say it's no wonder that Hugh Grant's character really fell in love with Sparky. I Julia forgot Roberts. most of the details. You it's forgot. It's very difficult to play you, along when I don't know. You did not forget the details, Ombre. You just you fucking the stadium, the city. You've lost all of it. You don't know where you are. I remember the end, so we can skip. Yeah. That. How could we forget? How could we forget that end? Scott, <laughs> that moving. That ended. pivotal end. That moving and pivotal end, <clears throat> where you know. Yeah, they finally get back together. <laughs> wow, that's a lucky guess. <laughs> oh man yeah you know uh, Julia Roberts she's fucking famous and Hugh Grant is like oh well I could I do I oh goodness me you know the way he is um, right. he's nervous oh oh dear dear goodness good goodness me um because he, she's a famous celebrity. Yeah. Are you going to skip that detail? Or I said that she was famous. Over? Oh, my bad. Sorry. Was Ryan, he spent like <laughs> two whole minutes talking about how famous <laughs> she was. Shit. <laughs> I, Can we start is, over? <laughs> this, this episode really is just like three guys half-heartedly gaslighting each other. <laughs> Which is probably what this podcast should have been from the jump. I think it would have been much better. So it starts on a farm in Notting Hill. <laughs> and it looks like it's going to be a bad harvest. Hugh Grant can't miss another shipment. Or they're going to take the farm from him. Suddenly Julia Roberts comes in. Yeah. Famous starlet. <laughs> what, was, what was the big name of the movie that made her so famous? Her character so famous? Oh, what was it? Da... da Dubachansky. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she was <laughs> from the from the from the Vonnegut movie that they made. Right. Yeah. That big blockbuster Vonnegut movie. It. Sorry. In the world of Notting Hill. Oh, in the yeah, in the world of Notting Hill, like <laughs> he's like. Uh... I don't remember that being a feature of Notting Hill. Well. I mean, it was. I, I. It was strange, you know. It's like being the name Tony Bixton. Like, why would you name your leading man that? Um, All right, can we get on with the synopsis? So Julia Roberts uh, she, sweeps Hugh Grant off of his feet, but then she disappears. You uh, don't see her for a while. Yeah, for that is that is accurate. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know it's accurate. <laughs> She, yeah, she, she rolls in there. She's like, actually, fuck this. I, uh, I want this book you say is shitty, um, which is, you know, and seems like a, a very pointless power line or power move. Um, 
And uh, he, <laughs> oh my God, I, I, behind the music, can I tell you, uh, I found, I, I went to the IMDb synopsis page um, because I am also now having trouble keeping track of what actually happened in this movie. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and paste this, uh, this into the Facebook chat that we have open, um, and just, just like get a load of this. It's the gut. It's the entire damn script. What? Wait, I don't see the It's like the longest synopsis I've ever seen on IMDb. Whoa. It's like four pages long. Send a link. Let, see let me read through this really quick. Make sure it's correct. <laughs> yeah, let me... yeah. Why don't we all take a minute from the podcast and read the synopsis page of the movie that we're talking about this week? Uh, what a fucking farce. This is a bad show. Hmm. This is why so can we skip us in numbers. Let's uh let's skip to the scene with the gay <laughs> the gay assistant named Martin. Yeah, yeah. What about um, the gay so assistant? So Martin comes in. <laughs> you know, Scott, uh, I think I think <laughs> you know, I think you're so of all of the people that watch this movie, I think you've got such a sharp a sharp eye. Why don't you go ahead and take over the synopsis for <laughs> yeah. now? Um well I thought the way that they handled the gay character was a bit um in poor taste. I thought it was outdated. Yeah. Obviously, this movie was in 1999. They didn't need to have this, you know, flamboyant gay bre- best friend. Yeah, and the um, and the short shorts. Giving, right, and the scene where he gives Hugh Grant a makeover <laughs> before he goes out to meet Julia Roberts on their first date. Is that really what That happened? seemed contrived to me. Wait. Jeez, fuck you, Sparky. <laughs> Are, is that what, did that just... <laughs> no! The gas lighter has become the gas lit. <laughs> God damn it! Um, I did, I did go to the his... bathroom around that moment in the movie during so the makeover it was scene. Possible. During the makeover scene, yeah, yeah, it was long. It was like a ten-minute montage. I have IBS. I don't know what you want me to say. It's, it <laughs> um, takes me a while. But I did think that uh, Martin's death scene was was really well done. It was touching. It was touching. You know, with and the way they tied in like Princess Diana and everything she meant to that community and. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was Princess Diana. What do you mean? <laughs> that whole thing about um, what's her name? What's her name? Goodbye, Norma Jean. That's Marilyn Monroe. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we have turned ourselves around <laughs> into such big pretzels. God damn it! I think we're. Um, I think we're. Uh, I think we're gonna just t- punt on this one. I think we might just punt on this podcast. <laughs> and just keep fucking around. That's what we should have been doing for the last eighty-five weeks. I think so. Ooh. Eighty-four weeks. Ascot, are you remembering something from the movie now? Yes. <laughs> well, the part. <laughs> what? <laughs> this this synopsis is really poorly written. It's yeah, it's a huge fucking wall of text. That night he watched Anna's movie in DVD <laughs> with Spike. <laughs> he still oh, The guy's name was Spike. He can't That's still believe that he kissed her and he was starting to fall in love with her. I have a good one. <laughs> After their kissing, T H E I R, I guess that makes sense. After they 
After their kissing, oh yeah, their kissing, yeah, they're kissing. they had together. William said sorry for his surreal but nice comment, and the, and sudden and then suddenly Spike came in, but but then he didn't notice that the girl who was with William was Anna Scott. He just passed her by. And and asked William. This is the new podcast. It's reading synopses off of IMDb. Anna asked William not to tell his friend about her, but then she bids goodbye, and she went. And she out. went out. <laughs> William was delighted um, and can't believe for his brief kissing with Anna. Do you, Do you guys remember the the weird customer? Yeah, I remember the weird customer. <laughs> That, that scene where, where one day in his shop, after talking to a weird customer, a, a bus passed by with with Anna's huge picture in it. Yeah. And William, William fell so in love. Yeah. I thought the weird customer was a funny part of the movie. Legitimately, the weird customer was, was a very weird customer. He didn't get that it was just travel books, so he asked for Harry Potter, mm. and it was so fucking funny and edgy. Um, Maybe later, after this is done, I'm going to write up uh, a synopsis. I'm, I'll like grammar check this synopsis <laughs> so that there can be an accurate synopsis written by someone who's watched the movie. For, for, for the next person who does a 1999-based film podcast. Yeah, for all those lost souls. <laughs> for all those people who are caught in fucking pandemic purgatory. They eat dinner and share their moments together. (laughs) Anna was amazed when she saw their friendship. They are just like one family. I think this was... Oh, my God. This is a fucking nightmare. (laughs) This fucking... Ryan, do you have this up? No, I have no idea where this is. Uh, We're just talking about the movie and what happened in it. Um, I had a question for you guys. Yeah, okay. What you thought about the part where Bernie announces that he was fired in his job. Do you remember really when Bernie sad came in? He has no prospects. No, <laughs> he's kind of a down on his luck character. Yeah, but it was hard to root for him just because he was such a bad guy. Oh well, yeah, and a stockbroker. If you want head. a real answer, because like yeah, they would just go around the table and they would be like, "Oh, my life sucks," and then the like for some reason that was worse than the woman who got hit by a car and was disabled forever. Like, <laughs> come on, Bernie. Yeah, yeah Bernie. They really, I mean, that's sort of the script problem. Um, boy. So, oh, man. I don't even know if I want to save this. It's just like, I, okay. The movie is basically, Hugh Grant is in love with this woman, and she is a shitty woman to him. And they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And she is... They have this very nice time in London, and then Alec Baldwin is her boyfriend, <laughs> and um, right, uh, and he tries to get over her unsuccessfully, and all of his friends are bad at because they also like the um, like the fame and meeting her, etc. Um, and uh, and they end up together, and we can just sort of talk about anything yeah. Scott, I guess, reads about <laughs> well, there's... for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Well, no, I'm not reading about anything. I'm just kind of recalling the, my favorite <laughs> scenes from the movie. Yeah. Uh, my favorite lines, maybe in a movie ever, yeah, uh, was the part where um, William <laughs> and Anna are hanging out together, um, and Anna says, "I, I am, 
I am just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. And then William doesn't know what to, he doesn't know what to react. You know it's so wild in the And con- Anna said goodbye. That is the most famous line of this movie. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking her him to love me. And in the context of this fucking unhinged Notting Hill synopsis on IMDb, it sounds like a really badly mistranslated line. But it's not. It's famous. And he did not know how to how what to react. Well, no, then famously he said a car was driving by and he said, how fast does this car go? And the yeah. guy said, it goes fast enough. And he said, I'm going to chase after her. Yeah. And then that mar- that kicks off the big car chase scene. Yeah. And then they go to the, <laughs> the big press conference scene and the man asks, uh, does anyone have question for a famous movie star? And man says, are you in London for long? And she says, no, I leave soon. And then Hugh Grant says, are you sure? And she says, yes. And then she said, he says, are you really sure? And she says, no. And that's the end of the movie. Oh, the way I remember it. <laughs> um, is that uh, Anna asked her PR to... to <laughs> Anna asked her PR to, to call again. The, the journalist who asked her when she will leave. And then when she was asked, she answered indefinitely. Yeah. And then William was delighted. And the people noticed that he was a guy in Notting Hill who, where Anna <laughs> stayed with. <laughs> and then the famous last scene where the cameras focus on him with his happy emotion. And from then on, Anna was back in his arms again. Beautiful. The Absolutely beautiful. Such a beautiful <laughs> It's such a beautiful moment. <laughs> it's, it's the <laughs> really, it, yeah. I when cried for the ends, first time watching this When movie. a movie ends with the camera going on him and we, we see his happy emotion. We see his happy and emotions. And from then on, from then on, she was in his arms again. <laughs> <laughs> I finally found this, by the way. Oh my Just God, yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go back to the beginning? Yeah, let's start over. Um, right. You guys are pretty good at deciphering this fucking wall of text. A lonesome <laughs> man, William Thacker, was walking on the small village but, but busy street of Notting Hill in London, as he always spends his life every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sixth grader wrote this movie. It's, it's, it, is, it is uncanny how you remember this movie, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was well, probably for like a class project, like a fifth grade book report. They had to write the synopsis to Notting Hill. Or somehow IMDb is like paying Thai children to to write synopses just to get content populated. Um, hmm. um, unionize. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that wraps up the plot as best as, as we're going to be able to do it. Um, which brings us to Miller Highlights, the, the part of the show where we talk about uh, <laughs> the the champagne of bits, the our favorite parts of the movie. Scott, I see you grinning. How about you go? <laughs> you you go first. Um, <laughs> yeah, my Miller highlight was um, <laughs> when um, when. <laughs> 
he was surprised when Anna told him that she's not busy anymore and she can spend time with him. And then William <laughs> felt great and fantastic. And then he remembers that it was his baby sister's birthday tonight and he thought Anna wouldn't want to come. But Anna said that it, it's fine. <laughs> and it's okay for him that she can be his date on her sister's birthday if he, want, if he wants to. <laughs> I like that part. And then too. my favorite, my favorite part uh, was when William was amazed. <laughs> I liked it when William was amazed because she said it was okay to be her sister to be his date to her sister's birthday. Ryan, do you have a Miller Highline? Uh. <laughs> I don't know if I can top that to be honest. I I have one. I I have it's one. The climax of the movie. Yeah, I have one um and uh 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 I liked it when um uh his friend uh when, you know, after uh after Jeff asked him to take away the dirty dishes to give him a tip uh and Anna felt sorry for him. I like after that uh, when his friend told him that Anna was a goddess and that it's hard to fall in love with a kind of a girl like her, he is just hurting himself. They advised him to move <laughs> on and see other girl. They tried to introduce different girls to William to forget about Anna Scott, but whatever he do, he never want introduce anyone but Anna. He tried to forget but her, <laughs> but he can't. His feeling was devastated and frustrated, but one day someone bells on his door, and he, when he opens, he's surprised to see that Anna, it was Anna, but she looks awful. William <laughs> confronts her. That was my favorite part of the movie. Was when, I, I yeah, that was a really part. good part. Was when Anna showed up at the door and looked <laughs> awful, and William confronted her. <laughs> Yeah, about how awful <laughs> she looked. <laughs> I remember my favorite part, Sparky. Oh, we what's that? Upon this. Uh, they all rode in Max's car to support William. They squished the theme self in Max's car, but they were in the traffic jam. Spike get off and helped them to pass through the traffic jam until they got away. When they got into the hotel, they found out that Anna was not there anymore. William asked the personnel, where is Anna? But he didn't want to say because it is confidential. <laughs> William tried to say Anna's different name, like Bambi, and then he person the personnel finally told him where where is Anna. He said that Anna was in Savoy Hotel during her press conference before going to airport. I and went there right away. I like that part too. Yeah, that was a really good part. It's for yeah, me. That, it's, a tie, it's a tie between that. <laughs> part, where, uh, while having dinner in a restaurant, they heard a group of men sitting in the other side of the table, and they are talking about Anna Scott. And then at first they were delighted for what they had said about her, but in the middle of their conversation, it seems like they talking not nice about Anna. When William overheard it, he approached them and asked them to stop criticizing Anna Scott. And then do you remember the part where the men just laughed at him and told him that he is just one of Anna's fan? And then I if I recall, part, yeah. Anna told him not to mind them, but suddenly Anna approached them and show herself. That was my favorite part. I like that part Because too. Then, then, then the men's jaw was dropped <laughs> when they saw her and felt ashamed. Mm. Yeah, I liked that, but I think personally it might just be a difference of taste. I really liked uh, when Bernie announced that he was fired for, in his job they felt sorry for him too, and that his sister, Honey, made also an announcement that she will get engaged, and everyone was surprised, especially William. Actually, it was Spike she engaged with. Hmm. 
then William told them sorry for his behavior in the for the past six months, and he is happy now. But the truth is, he was not. I really like that part where they told oh, him, yeah. where he told him they were happy, but he was not. In truth. they honestly could have ended the movie there. Yeah, in my opinion, legit, legitimately, I, I think so. Well, um, that's uh, that's Miller highlights. Ryan, do you have a rap about this movie? I don't know if my rap is worth it. I think your rap is worth it, my man. <laughs> I wrote it last week. I don't know what it says. I'm scared. Oh, those are oh, oh, it's always the best. That's always the best. Scott, don't make fun of me. Nah, I wouldn't dream He's of it. He's gonna make fun of me. He's gonna make. Of course fun not. Of it doesn't even rhyme. I rhymed Roberts with Roberts three, four times. That seems, Is that Julia Roberts? Yeah, every I mean, single one ends with Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, we got it. Roberts. We got to hear it now. Okay, okay. A movie starring Julia Roberts about a movie starring Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant into Julia Roberts. Did I mention Julia Roberts? <laughs> Running in a bar. <laughs> so you could have rhymed it three times, but you decided to kind of throw it on top. Four, four is four. Four made more sense. <clears throat> yeah, the rule of fours in comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little poem. Run it. Uh, that's not the end, though. I can keep going. Oh, <laughs> I would like you to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I should have just. There's ended another it. verse. <laughs> There's th- how many? One, two, three, four more verses. Stanzas. Yeah, stanzas, if you will. Uh, running next... in a bookstore, can't think of a better hook. Bore a travel novel. It's a huge snore, but it looks like it looks. Like she's into a huge, into it, a huge score. Nobody knows who she is. Somehow on Notting Hill, she's got nobody's biz. Hugh Grant sells her on books. She's a geology whiz. Because, yeah, whatever. Uh, And now they're going steady. Oh, golly, gee whiz. Something, uh, yeah, okay, wait, what? Hang on, let me read this again. No, I think you should keep going. I think it's pretty on theme for the episode to have it be absolutely nothing. Ah, fuck. Something about a breakup, cheating on her boyfriend, an American shakeup, looking like a Baldwin, please take this plate up, shooting live rounds, Hugh Grant is in pain, huh? They get, that's a, <laughs> they get back together eventually, couple of the summer, no century. They get married, go back, sit on the bench to read. Uh, also, he's got a friend in a wheelchair. That's the end of the rap? <laughs> yeah, that's where I ended it. <laughs> Did you put that in? Did you put that line in so that your rap was ADA compliant? Uh, yeah, you know, you gotta gotta make it handicapped accessible. That's also the second time in so many weeks uh, that your rap has contained a reference to the very tragic Alec Baldwin shooting. So, <laughs> really, clearly fresh <laughs> on the mind. I mean, he was in the movie. It's hard not to think about. Uh, yeah, every true. time you see a movie, you think about <laughs> the movie that Alec Baldwin <laughs> was gonna shoot. What was it called? Rust? Yeah. You know exactly what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play dumb. <laughs> um, well, that's going to bring us to Milk or Merlot, the part of the podcast where we talk about whether the this movie has aged like a fine wine and we're going stinky sour like milk. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie. As far as rom-coms go, um, you know, I think it... Uh, I think um, uh, that... You know, it was really touching, you know, when Max opened the door but didn't exactly notice <laughs> Anna right away. He was cooking, but what because his cooking was burnt, then back in the kitchen he went immediately. Um, you know, moments like that I really enjoyed and thought were good. 
I do think it, he should have not had dated this woman, though. That's just me. Well, then there would be no movie. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have had to do this podcast, so win-win. Yeah, it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Merlot. It's, like, fine. It's a good it's a good movie. How about you, Scott? Actually, how about you, Ryan, as somebody who saw the movie? What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was moments like when Anna wasn't believing him, and she <laughs> was also upset that the paparazzi seeing him wearing in his underwear, and it was going to be a big news about her. Uh, that really, like, played with my emotions, so... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna say it's also Merlot. Mm. All right, Scott. Well, yeah, the not take, that you asked. The, the take that we've been waiting for. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes it's fun to rag on movies like this, um, but they're not doing anything wrong. In fact, I think that they're doing, they're doing what they're trying to do extremely well. And you know, you can't fault something for lacking something. You know, you yeah. can't, you can't fault a movie for not having certain elements um if anything I, I i think that a lot of other movies have drawn inspiration from this one and yeah do you have an example in, in a world that? um off the top of my head no but <laughs> i think <laughs> oh, um, man. yeah without the, i think this movie kind of paved the way for a lot of other <laughs> movies about notting hill <laughs> so <laughs> really yeah um this really you know it f- felt like the moment in my life where I <laughs> saw this movie um, really um, was kind of, I was very receptive to. Yeah, the message you know, like that the, it was trying to The themes to send. and the messages that, um, the messages about Notting Hill <laughs> that this was yeah, trying yeah. to get me to. I mean, I think it's good. It's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, doing this podcast, you know, gave you that space to sit down and, you know, really pay close attention to the movie, like make that right. space in your life. Yeah, like yeah. everything that I just said, and be receptive. And I, it's because it's, it's, it certainly changed, changed the way that I watch other movies. Yeah, for sure. That for are sure. take it's, place in Notting Hill, <laughs> and so now I'll never not uh, be able to forget this one. That's beautiful. Um, so for that reason, I would call this a Merlot. Oh, thanks. Well, that's gonna do it for Notting Hill. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, you can join us next week uh, when our movie will Don't be... Don't we have to do the, the legs? Oh, oh fuck. fuck. You're right. Goddamn. Yeah. What kind of God amateur God. hour is this? Uh, <laughs> you even know your own podcast? Uh, it's 5.04. It's pretty good. Um, You're a piece of shit. No, yeah, that. that's... That the most important part of the fucking podcast. It's 5.04. I'm telling you the it's legs. It's 5.32. The fuck? Oh. Oh, I always round it up. I yeah I round up from five point three two to five point oh four all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. <laughs> that's just my so, little. Some say five point three, but I, no, I round <laughs> that's up. That's my little trick. That's my little engineering trick. I just like to throw some numbers in there. Um, yeah. You can join us next week. About the fucking legs. When our movie will be the nineteen ninety nine classic crime drama mystery, Double Jeopardy. It's got it's got fucking Ashley Judd and. TLJ, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, the mm. synopsis is, a woman framed for her husband's murder s- suspects he is still alive as she has already been tried for the crime. She can't be re-prosecuted if she finds and kills him. 
Oh, that um, sounds that familiar. Sounds, that sounds like a like a total snooze fest. Yeah, it sounds bad. The tagline is "Murder isn't always a crime," which I mean, that actually is very interesting. Yeah, it's kind of true. And I would like to see how they <laughs> how they handle that. They topic. approach that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'll see. We'll all talk to each other next week. Um, uh, really. <laughs> Scott going back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you here on Alma, man. I'm I'm sorry, Scott. No, but what? you're next you're in. Weeks, Scott. Yeah, next fifteen weeks, you've got no, you've got to pick it up. Jordan's coming back. Theoretically, <laughs> he might like Europe so much he doesn't. Um, the on the bright side, when he is back, we can talk about the the uh, incident at um at the Kraken. Uh, Kraken. Potato, potato. Um, uh, thank you so much for for listening uh, to this very, very goofy episode. Um, I have been yeah. your return from hiatus host, Sparky Shelton. Uh, yeah, I'm Sparky's friend, Scott. I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's always We'll try again next week. That's all we can do. Here's some classical gas. <laughs>